Hello and welcome to Beers Without Frontiers, episode 30. We are back with another of our lockdown episodes. Today I'm joined by Vicky. Hello. And via the wonders of Zoom, Charles. Hello. Uh, this time we're boarding the hype train and drinking some beers by Other Half Brewery from Brooklyn, New York. Um, and so without further ado, we've got a beer in the glass already. And um, the first one we've got here is uh, DDH Small Citra Everything. Uh, so let's, uh, let's have a taste and see what we're getting. And you mentioned before, Simon, it's called uh, Small Citra Everything, small. And it's six point five percent. So, yes, their idea is small, I guess. It's U- a table US. beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. US table beer. beer. Yeah. <laughs> what are our table beers? Two point five yeah. or whatever. And yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Colonel two point eight or two point nine. Yeah. That's it. But if this is their idea, is small. But hey, you know. Um, so I mean, yeah, what in the in the. I mean, I mean, first of all, I mean, obviously we're on on a podcast, but the beer is milky yellow. I mean, it's opaque as anything. Um, yeah. it's actually, it has generated quite a bit of head, which sometimes you don't always get when, when, when they're super hazy with the oats and things, but I mean, on the aroma, it's proper, quite dank. It's quite peppery as well. Mm. Like I'm getting quite a bit of that sort of like black pepper kind of thing. Yeah. yeah getting that, also getting sort of peachy kind of aroma. Yeah. Peach, peach, orange, mango, fleshy blood orange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's no. dig into this. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. That's good. It uh, it does not taste six point five. Um, no, uh, it's. I don't know. I was going to say no, and then I was. I was getting a little bit of like, oh, I can. I'm getting a touch of alcohol at the back of the throat. Having had about two or three sips in succession while I was listening to you two. Uh, this is. Color. This is this is also incredibly fresh as well. Like, I mean, it's seventh of September canned on, so that's that is literally less than a month old, and we've got it in our cans. Sorry, in our glasses. So, yeah, yeah, mine's mine's exactly well. It's all from the same batch, aren't they? So, um, yeah, yeah, just just to give a little bit more background. So, the, the beer itself is a double dry hopped IPA with all citra hops, as we say, six and a half percent, and the untapped rating four point two four. Um, which is pretty damn high on the untapped scale, but you know they're one of the most rated breweries in the world, aren't they? So uh, yeah, that goes uh, goes with the territory. Um, so yeah, the, the background a little bit to these beers coming into the UK because other half is is almost fetishized, isn't it? Really, as as, as uh, you know, one of the leading American breweries that just doesn't have distribution outside of well, the US at all, does it really? No, no. And and so what's what's happened is that Cloudwater, good friends of them, have, have basically air freighted a load of this beer over to the UK, and then other brewer, uh, other bottle shops and uh, people have, have um, then basically kind of dealt with with Cloudwater. So uh, we got ours from Little Leeds Beer House in Leeds. Fantastic service. Mm-hmm. So uh, thumbs up to them. Um, did you get yours from Cloudwater, Charles? <laughs> Yeah, cloud water. So I got the uh, event box. So every, every Thursday night, I'm sure, um, I'm sure a few few of the listeners kind of know. But every Thursday night, they do a sort of a, a tasting um, stream with a, with a guest brewery. Um, and I think you know when it was announced last week that it was going to be other half, there was obviously a, a clamour to to get the box, um, and I was one of them. So, but no, I mean. I've known about other half since probably 2017, 2018. They were indie man. Uh, two or three years ago um and again was bowled over by the beers that we had yeah i think that's the only other time i've had their stuff at indie man that had been last year i think um yeah i went straight for it because i knew that it would it would go quick uh and i can't remember without looking at which ones i had actually at indie man uh but then again they were like kind of really small pores so this is actually the first time that i've actually been able to sort of you know a big sort of measure of it, it yeah yeah and and take my time and and kind of like drink it all in with a much bigger measure than than what we got it um indie man yeah for now because it's it would it would have been indie man this weekend yes yeah so is it sort of tied in with that do you think or I is think it just possibly that that's just maybe kind of maybe. yeah a, a kind of coincidence a little bit um 
but yeah, I guess I guess because like um, was it Anthony from other half was over at Indie Man last year? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, every year I think you know Anthony will kind of who's uh, I don't can't remember his exact role, uh, but anyway, he's he's normally at every every sort of event where the half are represented. Um, Sam, obviously the the brewery, the owner, one of the co-owners. I think he he's sporadically at some of the events. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's t- typically Anthony and 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 one or two others you, you'll tend to see. But um, and An- Anthony w- was on the stream uh, on on the other night actually the, the Wednesday the, yeah the the week on the previous stream. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's one of these breweries where you know if you if you can't easily get hold of it, I'd, certainly from my point of view, if I've I've kind of not looked into them that much because I'm like, well, I. And unless I got involved in trading and all sorts of stuff, I wouldn't get hold of the beer. So I'm kind of like, I haven't looked into their origins too much, but um, they started up in 2014. Um, they're based in Brooklyn um, and they have three sites in New York and they've got one in DC now that's just yeah, like so. Yeah, so the Washington DC site is, is the latest um, and they actually did like pre- preview they did a bit of a virtual tour uh, on the stream around the new site. And um, yeah, it is incredibly impressive. It's, it's very big and I think it will be a really good addition to what they've already got in the other, in the other sites. So. Yeah, Cause they're going to brew yeah. there as well, isn't it? It's tap room and another brewery. Yeah. 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 There's a brewing space. There's a big tap room. I think they've got lots of outdoor space as well. So um, I'm, I'm going to guess obviously had this thing have happened. I think uh, it'd be well and truly kind of on the way to, you know, being been ready really. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, just have to wait until. I mean, again, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm I'd, I'd like to go back to the states because we haven't been. The yeah. last time we went to the states was like 2009, which is kind of pre. Same, that's same as me. Yeah, yeah. 2008, yeah. 2009. Um, and that was kind of pre craft beer, really. Yeah. So you know, we yeah. went and drank some okay beer i remember in times square in when we we're in new york but um it wasn't the kind of scene that, that that there is now and the interesting thing um i was listening to an interview with with sam from other half uh on a podcast uh just a couple of days ago the the track podcast which is really really good um oh it's been great that it's been great yeah podcast, that. and uh, and he was saying something like in new york prior to them opening up there there was only about eight breweries in new york because real estate mm-hmm. is kind of so expensive and stuff it's also packed in finding a good cheap space is difficult so, yeah um yeah i was gonna 100%. say yeah new york's not exactly uh, <laughs> uh backwater is it it's um, no no exactly you know, so, so no yeah but no they, i mean they, they've really created a you know their their own niche within within new york i mean new york like as a scene has been really progressive from what i can gather you know you've got breweries like finback and equilibrium and interborough and grim and you know there's a bunch that you know that, that just uh that we probably again we wouldn't really see over in the uk we just kind of hear about them yeah Instantly, this- there are some there are some equilibrium and and um interborough and grim beers that are starting to show up a bit more now um which is good yeah um i mean this this begs the whole question really of you know because these beers are kind of up on a pedestal really certainly in this country um you know are they are they the absolute pinnacle in this modern style of brewing or are uk breweries doing stuff that is is gonna match them and it's the kind of thing where you know when we did um the finback uh one was it about six months ago we we got older some finback stuff from glasshouse and again we did yeah we we, we were talking about well where do the uk breweries kind of sit in in this kind of style of beer you know and yeah, it's an interesting debate, and for sure, I mean, I, I, the, as we know, the UK breweries have, have really stepped up in the last like few years, and you know, the, the gap has definitely closed quite quite considerably. But I think with the US stuff, I mean, it's different. Obviously, the, there's different the ingredients and processes are probably the ingredients are going to be different. You know, the water is going to be different. Yeah, yeast are going to be different, and the hops potentially fresher maybe as well. So you know, you've you've got the yeah. You've got that really, um, but there is. But then normally, yeah. for, for the, any normally any American beers that come over here, you've normally then got that 
length of time so they might be six nine months old before yeah, we exactly. get them we're getting them old aren't we which then offsets what you've just said about fresher hops and all of that kind of thing so we, yeah. we're probably not normally getting them at their option whereas this, in theory this is exactly i think this is why this is a big deal with this lot being air freighted over um usually mm-hmm. you would only get to try this stuff this fresh like um at the festivals uh, exactly at festivals like friends and family or stuff like that because they just air freight the kegs over um to get yeah. a small pack this fresh is kind of unheard of isn't it really unless you're into no. trading and somebody or somebody just brings them over in their suitcase or whatever um yeah you wouldn't, you wouldn't have it this fresh whilst we just kind of uh sop on this um i was gonna say it's time to start thinking about what our beers of the month were for the last month um i don't know who wants to go first on this Shall I go first? Vicky, Vicky, yeah, you go yeah. first. Yeah. Um, so mine was um, Prima Rosa. It's um, That's the name of the beer. And the brewery is Woodman's Wild Ales. So they're Truro-based, or definitely Cornwall-based, aren't they? They're near Truro. Um, um, no, they're halfway between Falmouth and Truro, I think. Right, yeah. So when we were down there on holiday in September, um, you picked up a couple of bottles from um, the... One oh. of one of only two b- b- bottle shops in the whole of Cornwall. Um, yes, Red Elephant beers. Yeah. We should talk about them in a bit, actually. But yeah, uh, yeah so and it's described. Was it? Is it a Pater's beer? Yes, yeah, a Pater's beer, Belgian Which, style. Yeah. So I was like, what on earth? Yeah. And and initially I thought, oh, is it going to be a bit? What's it going to be like? Is it going to be saison? Is it going to be sour? Is it going to be? And what on earth is a Peter's beer? Um, but no, it was just, it was just really nice. It was, it was really nice, light, refreshing beer. Probably helped because obviously the usual holiday vibe and although it wasn't boiling hot, it was quite nice weather we had, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, it was, um, 750 mil bottle wasn't it they yeah. do a lot of uh, so woodman's wild ales is i believe just like one guy um and most mm-hmm. of their stuff is like 750 mil bottles foraged ingredients very similar to what yonder are doing um more in the kind of somerset area um but is, is this the brewery that has the sort of the clean side which is the good is it good good yeah they own them um yeah okay um but yeah, this this one guy I think from having had a look on the website is um, more into doing like uh, foraged ingredients and um, you know kind of more funky kind of beers. Really, the other company that bought them, good. Um, I think I don't even think they're in the same site. I think they're somewhere else or whatever, and they're brewing more straightforward, like you say, clean clean kind of beers. Um, but um, yeah, I was just trying to. Um, find out a little bit more about this. Um, what about this? yeah, Prima, what a, Prima Rosa was the beer, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, um, does it tell us any more about what a what a Peters? So beer yeah, is? it was a five and a half percent Peters beer. Um, it's ah uh, yeah, brewed with the addition of primroses. Um, so yeah, and on my on my notes, I'd got this got quite a dry finish, like you'd expect from a more saisony kind of Belgian style. Um, really reasonably priced as well um and i th- can't remember if that was the one that we actually got from waitrose in truro oh yeah because yeah, there was but... a few of their beers in there as well they're obviously stocking more local stuff as well but yeah that, that was good beer wasn't it yeah yeah would you drink again oh yes good 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 um nice. mine was um a verdant uh, once again purchased whilst <laughs> was in falmouth <laughs> Keeping it Cornish. Keeping it Cornish. Um, yeah, we went to the um, seafood bar uh, in Falmouth, which of course sadly wasn't open to dine in. But the the cans from the brewery kind of get delivered as soon as there's a new can drop. They're down at the seafood bar, and you can just kind of poke your head through the window and and, and get some cans. So yeah, this was unconventional tactics, which was a, I think a single hop Nelson Sovin dipper, um, and it had all the kind of hints of white wine grape that kind of thing it was phenomenally drinkable for for eight percent and uh one of the best verdant beers i've had i mean they're all pretty damn good but this was 
stood out for me has been one of their best so that's definitely uh, my beer of the month and again very fresh because it literally yeah oh, it, was, it was about <laughs> it was... a week before if that on the on the date on the can yeah super yeah. fresh no beer miles at all in there because it was all yeah literally well, i traveled all the way from penryn yeah the new brewery which is what about three miles three. out of falmouth uh, <laughs> down to the seafood bar so it was uh, yeah almost zero beer miles and then another mile back up to our uh cottage. where we were staying yeah so uh, so yeah um Charles, what's, awesome. what's tick the boxes for you? Simon, you, you've, I can't believe it. You've stolen my thunder. I was going to mention the same beer, Unconventional Tactics. Ah. Ah, ah, like, that was such a great beer for me. Um, but I'm not going to say, I'm not going to mention that one. Uh, <laughs> so you've got your second choice now. Second choice is from one of my favourite breweries in the UK right now, Burnt Mill. Um, so I had a beer called Great Glacial Lake which was an, uh, a double IPA West Coast with Cascade and Citra, uh, Centennial, Columbus, Cascade and Kashmir in, in the dry hops. So literally all the sea hops, mm-hmm. classic West Coast, uh, kind of really kind of orangey, marmalady, piney, but it had that bitterness, that kind of rasping bitterness, which is sometimes not apparent in these West Coast, so-called West Coast beers. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you found the same, but, I know um, there is a few out there which don't have that same kind of bite, the bitter bite at the end. Finding a West Coast that's got, like you say, the the true bitterness is is kind of rare. And for me, I was like a good yeah. robust malt base as well. And and the kind of oh, yeah. West Coast yeah, is yeah. It's kind of more that they're kind of clear with a gentle haze, yeah. like an amber kind of colour um, yeah. is, is where I'm at. And as I mentioned on last month's pod, my beer of the month last month was the Elusive Brew Oregon Trail, which was very much in that vein of you know, old school West Coaster. Um, I never got to try that one. I'm a bit gutted, really. Um, uh, I should have pulled the trigger. Should have pulled the trigger on that one. Um, yeah, it was superb. Um, hmm. But yeah, it's it's interesting. The West Coast sort of stuff is is coming a bit more into vogue again. There's a few breweries doing the West Coast style, um, which is good. Fine, fine by yeah. me. Yeah, um, oh, definitely, so, definitely. Cool. That was a great, a great, great beer. That yeah, yeah. Um, so, hoppy excursions. We have been out and about a little shock bit. horror. I know <laughs> what, yeah. but in a safe way. <laughs> but in a safe we have way. left the house. No, we haven't yeah, been in the supermarket. We have not. Not been safe in way. <laughs> they're, they're defunct now. Yeah. You know. Um, you, mean, you mean you didn't get to Moses for the new <laughs> range of craft beers? I did actually. Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I haven't had it yet. Um, the um, what's it called now? Aeon um, Omnipolo. I got a bottle of that. And which, Leamington, our local store, has one yeah. of the chosen stores. One, that one have of the chosen Omnipolo ones. Noah or Aeon, Aeon, it's called now. Aeon, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Shock horror. Um, but more on that another time. I don't know when we'll yeah. But yeah. Um, so in terms of um, uh, where we've been, actually, um, obviously we, we nipped down to Cornwall for a week, uh, end of August. Um, but we didn't kind of go to too many places because, um, you know, the, all the places you think about, if you go down to Falmouth, kind of weren't open so the seafood bar was only open for takeouts the new brewery of verdance is closed um other than for production so no tap room there or anything like that with the last i heard no real plans to open it up before next summer um so that left you with your kind of um Local pubs, really. St. Austell. Yeah, which, which yeah, St. Austell pretty much having such a huge pub estate around there. Um, I was slightly disappointed um, that what we've always saved for a rainy day when we've been in Falmouth is actually getting the train up to St. Austell and doing the brewery tour. And they've got a nice tap room there with some great beers on cask. Um, and their website said that they were shut but we didn't know how outdated the website was. So I sent them a, a message on Twitter to say, is your tap room open? They never replied. So um, there you go. doesn't take mm. much effort, does it? So um, oh. hey-ho. Uh, so we ended up just going to the chain locker pub in Falmouth and just drinking tribute and um, proper Men- job on cask. And Menadoo. Oh, you like the Menadoo yeah. um, nitro style, don't you? Yeah, they're... Um- Guinness equivalent, I suppose, for one of a better word. I said better than. Oh, de- yeah, definitely better than Guinness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. So yeah, so we we kind of went there. Um, 
but yeah, the other thing was, um, uh, yeah, briefly nipped into Red Elephant Bottle Shop in Truro and got chatting to uh, James in there who owns the place and super knowledgeable about beer. He'd got a massive stock of the Wildman's... Um, um, what is Wood, Woodman's? Woodman's what? Woodman's what? I always get Wadman's? that wrong. Woodman's <laughs> Wild, Wild, Wild Ales. Yeah. Wadworthy. Oh no, not there. Um, so yeah, and and uh, yeah, he was telling me that the the shop down in Truro is moving to a much bigger site, and eventually they're going to have like I think ten taps on. You're going to be able to drink in there. Um, and the other factoid, cool. as we as we touched on earlier, was he said, Do you know, there's actually only two proper bottle shops in the whole of Cornwall. There's that one, and I think he said there's one at St. Ives or something like that. And that's like, that really is a bit of an interesting fact in as much as you live in Cornwall, so the only way you can get decent beer is two bottle shops in the whole county or supermarket, isn't it? That's and mm. So it makes you realise, you know, before we get too pompous about, oh, bloody supermarkets, stocking beer, taking trade away from Indies, if you live in some of these backwaters... Supermarkets are your only place, isn't it? Unless you, unless you do mail order. I'm sure Cornwall's going to be thrilled at you calling them a backwater. I was going to say, we, we, we've just alienated our Cornish, our Cornish our, our thousand, thousands of Cornish listeners that have, have left unsubscribed in their droves. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, Simon, come on. Um, sorry, Verdant. Um, and all of that. Sorry. I meant sorry. it in the nicest possible way, that it's a nice, quiet place to go and visit. Um, anyway. <laughs> no, you've, dug, you've dug, you've dug the hole, Simon. Yeah. Hold dug on. The hole. And then we're just going to get the shovel for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the other beer I bought from Red Elephant was a Padstow Brewing one, which was a really decent uh, New England IPA. So, um, and their stuff you see in the Midlands a little bit as well, don't you? Padstow, it turns yeah, up. Yeah, Padstow, Padstow are good. I've, I've, I've had a couple of beers from Padstow, really rated, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, P- Pipeline's another brewery down that way that I've kind of heard some good things about. I don't know whether you came across them at all. Um, yeah, when I was talking to James in Red Elephant, he was singing their praises and saying that it is still basically a one-man band pipeline, but he said that their stuff is yeah. really good. Um, I hadn't, uh, didn't pick any up on that particular occasion. Um, but yeah, they're one to watch. Um, yeah. So it's not all totally trad down in Cornwall. Um, you know, we've got some, some other up-and-coming interesting breweries happening down there. Um, but on a more local basis... Um, mm. We'll come to the boiler room in a minute, which we've talked about a few times over the last uh, couple of episodes, which is now finally open. But just uh, briefly, we did the other week take the train into Birmingham for the first time in six months, was it? Yeah. Um, and we went to the Colmore Tap because I'd been missing Cask Jaipur. And um, we just went on a Thursday lunchtime because we had a day off and uh, nice and quiet in there. The Colmore themselves doing pretty much everything right, scan your QR code to go in, Um table service it was the first day of having to put a mask on if you want to kind of move around in the pub or go to the loose or anything like that and yeah i mean the place was like about less than half full wasn't yeah. it really um but the beers there were fantastic condition as ever and uh, it was a good good trip out i mean it's a big venue isn't it i'm guessing yeah. it was quite would be quite easy to socially distance within that sort of setting or would on you a say midweek on a midweek day it'd be absolutely fine quite what it'd be like yeah. Fridays, Saturdays, yeah. yeah. Mm. Thinking like today, I mean, I don't know what Birmingham is normally like at the moment on Saturdays, but yeah, I can imagine it must have been a horrible, wet, dreary yeah. day when most people are going to go. Oh, let's just spend you know all afternoon in the pub. It's like yeah, it and cozy, cozy up, cozy up in the warmth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it might have got a bit um, busy then, but well, at the end of the day, though, when mm. the tables are full, the tables are full yeah. under the current regs, and they will just stop people coming in at the door, wouldn't they? I suppose so. You, you're going to limit it. Um, now, the other, yeah, as I just mentioned, the other new place locally is the Boiler Room, uh, which is finally opened properly in Leamington now. Yes. So, what are our thoughts on the Boiler Room? Positive, yeah. Really, really enjoyed uh, the few times I've been there, and um, it's definitely a place that I think is going to grow. You know, go from strength to strength. They've got a you know lovely kind of indoor space that's that's very modern inside. They've got a you know that that you know Jack who owns the business is is very sort of passionate about getting sourcing some interesting breweries and kind of uh, you know the cast selection's been good. 
um, cans. They've got a good range of cans. The keg lines are going to come soon, so I think they will yeah, see yeah. those in the next. Which we obviously, we're, you know, we're desperately, everyone's desperately keen to see that. But no, yeah. I think it's really positive. Um, you know, obviously they're like everywhere else. They're kind of you know, every, all the responsible places that they're operating a reduced capacity so there's track and trace you feel safe in there and um you're well looked after table service that sort of thing so yeah i've just got nothing but positive things to say really yeah yeah i think it's um it's something that the local areas definitely needed is a place that's truly independent there's no tidelines in there or anything like that and um you know like the other week we were in there drinking five points bitter and five points. Yes. Yeah, you know, and there's there's no way normally, certainly around in Warwickshire, that you would find quality London beers like that. So that was that was pretty cool. I think they've got some wine. And sneak, I was going to say sneak sneak preview. Wyland casks coming in. Yeah. Which uh, which sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, and that's so. it, isn't it? He he has done that thing that we hoped he would do, which is he hasn't gone down the easy route. Okay, yes, he's only got the cast lines on at the moment, but he still hasn't gone down the easy route of either the local breweries that do a lot of um, cask or just your normal tradition, you know, your run-of-the-mill cask stuff. He's He's gone, no, this is what my yeah. model is. And, the, the craftier uh, yeah. end of, yeah. of yeah. cask, yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a yeah. setup um in as much as they've got a cold room haven't they which is all like fully glass fronted and the casks uh, gravity dispense so they kind of like slide the glass door open and like pour a pint from the cask and then shut the door again so it's a slightly weird setup in that respect you know there's no hand pumps and stuff which you know personally i, I prefer a cask beer from a hand pump but um yeah with sparkler obviously um <laughs> obs. Obs. um but you know it's it's good to have some interesting cask beer selection there and i think like you say when when the keg lines come on um there could be some interesting beers there as, yeah as well. i think um you know they've got capacity to have up to eight keg beers at any one time but you know i think from speaking to jack the, i think the plan is to kind of operate at four obviously what with what's going on and you know reduced kind of uh, capacity i think four would be would be a good number they can experiment a little bit with with different styles and and yeah i think that's the plan really so yeah yeah, yeah more, more power to them and um, and there's a, and there's a bus stop right outside as well which we found there is that's yeah. right so if you if you, if you want to you can literally crawl this. to a bus <laughs> indeed and so if you're happy to get on a bus in the current uh, environment uh, and climate uh, then uh, yes you can do that or you can or, go and walk 5 minutes to Leamington station it's a 5 minutes to yeah 5 minutes to the station yeah because exactly. it's it's that close to to Leamington station so that's it's kind of handy for people who aren't in the town as mm-hmm. well to kind of pay it a visit yeah um and so whilst we're on the subject of, of Leamington, um, I think, Charles, you, you heard the other week that there's a bit of a development for the future going on at uh, Drawing Board Bottle Shop down the bottom of uh, Leamington. Yeah, well. that, that's right. I had a brief chat with the owner of the, the Drawing Boards um, Bottle Shop and obviously the Drawing Board Pub, Stroke Restaurant, and the plan is to, they've, they've actually sort of uh, bought a uh, sort of retail premise, which is next to the original bottle shop site. And the plan is to have a, an off, a, you know, an on, an on sale uh, site and an off sale kind of site as well. So it'll be a drinking tap room and then a dedicated bottle shop in the other. Not sure which way he's, you know, he's going to plan it, but the plan is to have the other shop open and ready by yeah before Christmas. So um, obviously, you know, with what's going on, we don't. You know, it's hard to probably put a time exact time on it, but it's exciting. Yeah, so uh, look out yeah. for that. Because they they already get some good stuff in in the in the bottle shop there. They've got a couple of taps, so you can drink in. But there's kind of it is small, isn't it? You've got like one big table. Yeah, in there. it's yeah, it's not the biggest of sites. Uh, with you know, obviously in a normal situation, you probably only get maybe seven, eight, nine people in at one time. So obviously, with with what's going on, that that kind of gets it gets impacted. So um, yeah, it's uh, the space is a pretty at a premium in there for sure. So. Yeah, it's definitely going to be one to watch out for. So, you know, something we've bemoaned for the last couple of years of, oh, there's nothing decent in Leamington in terms of quality beer places. It seems to be picking up in a in a really pleasant way right now. Fingers, fingers crossed, crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed, yeah. But again, yeah. sometimes it's these things happen that you think, oh, hold on, how can there be any more space? Like Bermondsey Beer Mile and, you know, and the amount of breweries that kind of set up all in, in London and stuff and all of that. 
initially you must have been thinking well there isn't room for another brewery or another tap room or but of course there is and you know it's the it's the classic field is it field of dreams if you build it they will come Absolutely. kind of thing you know yeah, yeah, so. yeah. and maybe that's finally yeah. starting to, to happen yeah. in, in Levington now so yeah it's it's exciting times yeah in a pandemic situation there's some developments yeah. happening which is is great on our on our doorstep which is great yeah, yeah. um so yeah so just just going back to uh to what we're drinking now the small citra everything um what what are our thoughts on it now we've uh, gone through a bit more of it is it ticking the boxes for me i'm definitely getting the citra smell on the nose and so it's making me go oh yeah i'm gonna really enjoy that mm. and then it's a bit too I don't know whether it's a bit too harsh grapefruit or citrusy like you were saying earlier charles with it with the whole um it's quite i suppose it's stringent is quite a good word for it at the back of the throat um it whereas sometimes with a lot of citra beers over the, by breweries over here and stuff then they can be a lot smoother um so yeah it's a bit it's okay, but it's not blowing me away, I have to say. And I'm also getting that slight, what I call the grassy smell, uh, taste as well. It kind of is a bit... It, it actually, it's interesting. I was, I was kind of thinking the same thing. There is, there is a grassy sort of... I mean, it's quite dank as well. Um, but yeah, there's a grassy element just popping through, which, yeah, you're right, isn't overly welcome when you're just kind of expecting juice and, um, yeah. you know, um, yeah. But it's still really good so i'm still i'm still, still drinking it and enjoying it so yeah <laughs> and, and like we said what what percent what percentage did you say was it was six, six and, and a half, half. it's so it, a american table beer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and again it is one of those where when you're drinking it i'm like yeah this doesn't really taste six and a half but i can afterwards i can kind of feel it i can feel it a little bit kind of going oh yeah no i'm definitely having some alcohol what about you simon what are you thinking i'm enjoying it a lot it is um it has a real intensity of citra about it and what i was just trying to look up um which i'm failing to do so at the moment is so obviously it's it's single hot beer um i was trying to look up a little bit more about what goes into it because i was i was looking this up the other day and it uses um not just like um hot pellets or whatever there was something else that goes into this that is actually almost like a, a liquid um it's is it called like oh, uh, in, 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 incognito is that what citra it is incognito yeah well yes. citra incognito is a yeah liquidized kind of form of of, of hop i believe uh, yeah, it's I quite a new yeah it's I quite a newish that. product yeah. Um, and so I started looking it up and like some of the hop suppliers in the UK have got it. And I saw these like pictures of like a little tub of like, uh, like you say, it's like super concentrated hop that you can just add to the wort. And um, I think that kind of like boosts up the intensity. It should help. It should, yeah. It should help with aroma as well. Kind of should, yeah. should really give it an, a popping aroma. And I, I but I kind of didn't even know that was a thing. This might be the first beer that I've had that's, that's kind of got that in it but that's an interesting sort of uh development i wasn't aware of but yeah i would i'd probably give this a 4.25 or something on untapped i, I do think yeah. it's a really good yeah that's a, um, that's a fair score yeah, yeah. um mm. but you know it's one of these things again that even though these have not been imported in a, in a dubious way so you're paying 15 quid a can you know they're, they're cheaper than that but all the same it's like this is still coming in at probably 40% dearer than your best Verdant, Dea, those kind of beers. And so there is this kind of thing where you kind of want to try something different. So you push the boat out and go, yeah, I'll try some of that. Yeah, but, it, but, it, but, it, but, it, but it's not a beer you're going to buy every week, is it? It's, no. it's not going to land on the shores every couple of weeks. It's, you know, once every... Well, once every year, once every, I don't know, it, you know, a lot less infrequent than like we can get UK beers. So I think it's worth kind of exploring the difference differences. And yeah, I yeah. think, um, I think like you say, it's one of those special treat beers then where you kind of buy, buy it, mm-hmm. you know, once, twice a year, something like that. But um, yeah. But it is interesting, a bit, a bit like we were saying earlier, that whole thing about the American 
US versus UK breweries and stuff now. And maybe five, six years or so ago, when, or maybe a little bit more than that, when this was the kind of, the, the U, U, US beers were the pinnacle of craft. Mm. Um, then, yeah, maybe we would have been more like, oh my God, oh my God. But now we have got the lights of third and day and north and all the monk you know um all of those kind of breweries maybe whilst it's nice like you said charles to get to try the u.s ones every now and then if we can get them um actually we it's not like we're hankering after them because actually we, we do pretty well over here ourselves now fortunately so i think i think yeah, yeah cool. it's not like the the gap that was say probably about seven or eight years ago where what had we got? Oh, or, or, or even or even less, even even three or four years ago. Yeah. You know, there was not a lot of, of this style being obviously Cloudwater, I believe, kind of started that sort of uh, that style of New England New England beer and kind of built on it. I mean that was you know, when the Cloudwater set up in what, 2015, 2016. So I'd say from round about then, you know, before then there were there were really was I don't think anything. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think I think you're right, and I think also that our UK breweries have pushed all the stops out to kind of catch up with these kind yeah. of styles, like super super quick, you know. And I think the and I, and I think the collabings helped, you know, as well, mm. you know. So so 2016 2017 there was a hell of a lot of collaboration, you know, and uh, I think UK breweries learned a, a bunch from yeah you know, the guys that kind of started it all. So. Yeah, and they've, they've learned quick and they've put it into practice quick, yeah. So, and Absolutely. now we, we have a real thirst for these styles in this in this country. So, well, I've, I've finished mine off now, and I have to say that was pretty damn good. Um, Very nice. Yeah. So, um, I think it's time now to uh, sort out getting a replacement beer. Okay, so we've got another beer in the glass now. Um, Charles, what are we drinking? We have, da, 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 we've got other half double dry hop space diamonds. It's a double dry hopped, as you can imagine, space diamonds, Imperial IPA. It takes on space diamonds, which is their um, not Imperial version. And it's basically an all galaxy uh, double IPA, um, which is then also, it says on here, crushed with another massive dose of galaxy hops. So it's all galaxy um in other half words, it'd be all galaxy everything. I mean, it pours like it pours like chicken stock. I mean, it looks like chicken gravy. <laughs> yeah, that's as opaque um, yeah. as you like, isn't it? I was going to say you're, you're selling I, it there. <laughs> should, we, should we get an aroma? Let's get an aroma. Yeah, yeah. Oof, I'm I mean, just getting is... absolutely stacks of pineapple. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's very, really... very pineapple. Bit of passion I, I, fruit. Yeah, I, I, the pineapple is kind of mega dominant but that's fine by me because i like the more pineapple ones over grapefruit actually yeah um it, it, it's, it's actually much it's it, it's much fruitier smelling than the the previous one which mm. is interesting um yeah because i was getting a bit worried about myself initially when we opened the first one because you guys were going oh the aroma coming off on that and i was going i'm not smelling mm. anything oh no i'm not smelling anything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> whereas yeah this one i'm definitely getting the aroma I mean, I said the citrus one. I kind of said it was a bit, a bit of a peppery kind of thing. Yeah. It mm. sort of maybe masks the juiciness a bit, but it's still lovely. But this is just, yeah, this is just incredibly fruit forward. Should, should we dig in? Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Cool. Yeah, that's good. Okay. okay yeah. That's... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's quite good, isn't it? That's yeah. Not bad. Yeah. That's yeah. all the pineapple. Yeah, yeah sweet pineapple, passion fruit. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really, really good. Yeah. So now I'm getting the hype. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally understand what you're saying. I was kind of concerned. I thought, if you don't think this is good, I'm, I'm, I'm worried now. Like, why yeah, am I? We'll just go back to drinking bass or, or um, yeah. uh, Marston's pedigree or something. <laughs> doom, 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 doom doomed bar. bar. Yeah. <laughs> you, you thought I'd been, uh, I'd been kidding you along all this time. You were like, I'm pretending I like beer, and you were like, right, this is the real test. I really like it. If, if, if she doesn't like this one, then you know. there's no harm. We're done. We're done for. That's it. <laughs> now this is yeah. so because this is single hopped, and in a way, I really love single hop beers because you learn so much about the yeah. hop. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Because, yeah, Galaxy is Australian hop, isn't it, I think? Um, yeah, ga- yeah, Galaxy is, 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 yeah, is, um, is Australian. Yep. Hmm. Um, it's beautiful. It's really it's, smooth. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's not 8.5%, is it? No. Um, I mean, it's what can I can't even see the canned on date on mine. Mine bit, says fifteenth uh, of September. Yeah. Wow! Like two. So we're, talk, we're talking. We're talking two weeks. You, you, you know, that's you're going to America to get that freshness normally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, massive, massive, uh, massively grateful to Cloudwater for sourcing that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and cold storing it all the way, and yeah. Yeah, really you know good, they're really treating good. it right. The way they move beer around the world is is they insist on on everything being cold, cold chained. Uh, which, of course, yeah. Which is, which is the only way to, to move beers like this around. Um, so yeah, basically, one, time, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry. Untapped rating four point three nine, and like totally getting it. Um, yeah, believe yeah, this, this one lives up. Yeah, <laughs> this one lives yeah. up. We, we're we're in first class on the hype train with this one, aren't we? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. so anyway just backtracking slightly i don't think we finished our hoppy excursions um i think you uh charles have been to uh glass house uh, at least a couple of times uh throughout yeah. the last few months well yeah it seems like a long time ago now because the weather's changed so much but um I've, i was out on the bike quite a few times and um i actually cycled up to glass house uh a couple of times with and you know went with some friends up to up to the tap room and yeah, we had a we had a, um, we had a cracking time. The weather was the weather behaved itself, and it was probably mid September, and it felt like a really late summer day that w- that we had. And uh, the beers were absolutely banging. I mean, we had I mean, we had a new we had Glasshouse Summer Haze, which was beautiful, which was a really nice beer, collab with Halton Turner. Uh, we had a, a bit an IPA called Constant Reflections, which was a again an IPA with Strata, which was really interesting. And of course, you know, you, got, you guys have been to Glass House loads, but there tends to always be a, a street food vendor. So yeah, the first the first time I went, it was Andy Low and Slow on the tacos, and uh, that was incredible. And the last time we went, we had, there was a street food vendor called Fat Snags, which was a hot dog uh, street food vendor, which and that was also incredible as well. So yeah, it was oh, that's, uh, that's, that's great. Cool. So was that um, knowing Glass House as we do? Um, was it? all seating outside or was there some inside seating um no there was there was some seating inside um in, inside the brewery but majority of it was was outdoors because the weather was still great actually you know you, you'd more you'd most likely want to be want to be outside in that weather anyway but um yeah there were some seats inside as well just to cater for the extra capacity but yeah, I mean, it was really well run. I mean, you, you know, you you turned up and you, you signed in and, you know, sanitize your hands and you get shown to your table and, yeah, it just worked, it just worked really smoothly. And, so yeah. table service, uh, you know? Uh, yeah, table service, yeah, all the yeah. way. So just, just, just to kind of uh, put this in perspective, you say you cycled there, which makes it sound like it's around the corner, but that's actually, uh, how many miles is that? Uh, it was 24 miles there, 24 miles back. So that's a fair uh, old which trip. was uh, yeah I earned I earned my beer points as they say <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah. Uh, yeah I had to yeah on the way back I'd obviously belly full of Andy Lowe and slow food and you know beer I had to actually stop about halfway and just regather myself a little bit <laughs> so uh, was struggling you know yeah um, the blood the blood sugar levels were low for a yeah. bit um, but, yeah, don't uh, but made it made it back. Oh, I'm not going to cycle 24 gonna, miles. I'd get... never make it back. Um, <laughs> I'd never that's, make that's it the there. Problem. Yeah, um, I was determined. I was determined not to get on a train. Yeah, that's I know because that's that's it. It's not just one train for us. It's well, it's two trains. It's two, it's it's two, two trains. trains. You go yeah. into yeah. Brom, and then you have to walk to New Street, yeah. and then you have to get a train from New Street out to Sturchley. Um, and the thing is, with tap rooms only been open on a Friday or Saturday, the trains are always going to be much busier then anyway. So it's not like you could yeah. go on a quiet Thursday afternoon to to anywhere in Sturchley, is it? And then, of course, these days, yeah, that's right. if you turn up there and then they're at capacity, well, then oh, you just can't get you've in. You've got to turn around, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, there's there's plenty of places in Sturchley to to go now to to have something if you yeah. couldn't get in. And, I think. It- well, one of the times I went, we went, we went down to sort of like Cork and Cage, 
and they had their again more tacos. I think they had some tacos down there as well, as well as their great tap list and, and bottle you know bottle list. Um, you've obviously got Wildcat Tap down that way. I don't know if they were open at the time, but they are back open now. I think so. Yeah, they they were a while um, before they they didn't open Fourth of July like some places did. They left no no they they um, held they held they held back a little bit, which was which is fine. And I think they've sort of got things in place now. And um, yeah, and they're sort of cracking on with it really. Yeah, I think one thing to mention that that we might not have done so far uh, about talking about Sturchley Mile is that um, one of our favourite burger places, uh, Original Patty Men, have now got yeah. a second site within a pub in Sturchley, kind of opposite Cork and Cage. It's called the British yeah. Oak, which is British Oak, that's it. not really a particularly crafty kind of pub. It's one of these big 30s built kind of roadhouse type site pubs. Um, but yeah, OPM have, have set up in there as well now, as well as their site in Digbeth. So if you're after some seriously good dirty burgers then um so, to mop to mop up all that hoppy craziness then <laughs> yeah, yeah indeed exactly. uh so that's uh that's a surefire way to uh get your uh your protein that's the thing i've, I've not had any original patty men for too long it's been i've got withdrawal symptoms mm. yeah yeah because yeah. um, the street the street food's been so good at glass house i just haven't had the room for an opm but mm. yeah you, you can always make you normally can make room for opm but you know it's going yeah. to be interesting with glass as well. Obviously, get, now we're getting into more of the autumn and the winter. It's like because obviously they they did have that great outdoor space for all of this time, um, but they're not going to be able to if they keep it all indoors. Then oh, yeah, severely that, restricted. Is severely yeah. numbers end. But I think, I think from, from what I gather, I think I think the sort of the focus is going to be more on production and just yeah. getting some some beers out into the into the wild again and. I think that's what Josh Josh is going to, from what I hear, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, planning to kind of, you know, you know, get get production going properly again. So, because um, yeah, you've, you've got to really. I think you've got to sort of. I know it's the sort of cliched word, but pivot. You know, you've got to kind of shift focus a little bit. Yeah, I think they'll be absolutely fine as long as the uh, we don't get further locked down with hospitality because pretty much all of their output is keg. Uh, no small pack at all, really. So if the pubs start closing, well, they do. They do. They, well, they do. They've done crowlers. They did crowlers during during lockdown. So. Yeah, although the the whole limitation of the crowler thing of like you've got about forty eight hours, haven't you? Really on a crowler. Um, so it's not like they had a mail order operation. You know, you, you can't. Their beers still weren't turning up in Manchester or whatever in Cannes. Whereas if if you had a proper canning line, well, you know, to be fair, all all the locals were buying it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, this so. is true. As much as he makes, he he, he gets rid of, doesn't he? So yeah. yeah, you know, we were going down there and like joining a socially distanced queue back in the middle of harsh lockdown or lockdown one point naught, as we call it, <laughs> uh, to to uh, queue up for our uh, for our crowlers. And yeah, maybe we'll yeah. just go back to that when it gets you know. Uh, that cold that you can't really be sat outside drinking um but yeah it's all it's all good stuff people are you know doing good to doing good to stuff and and basically making it work for them in in the best way that they can um, you yeah, know an, an attic of canning and it's yeah. good to see that they're kind of kicking out some production as well yeah yeah totally um and that's it ultimately you know there is an element of uh, I keep hearing this on lots of on the Twitter and on podcasts and stuff. It's like, let's see what do all that we can do to keep these places going so that they are still around when we come out of this at the other end. And uh, you know, because that that's going to be one of the, it, the big things. Uh, it's, no, like, it's, inter- it's interesting what you say because we're coming into a month now where it's traditionally it's like stopped over. You know, you, yeah. you stop yeah. drinking for a month. It's like actually. For one year, you know, we're in, in an unprecedented kind of year. Don't do that necessarily. Yeah. Just maybe hold off for a year. Just or support. even if you really are yeah. that into doing that, maybe still go out to the pub, but drink some alcohol. But buy, yeah, yeah, buy, yeah, buy, buy alcohol-free stuff or sodas yeah. or what. Yeah, because yeah, there's some really good stuff around in those categories now. Uh, yeah, of course. To, yeah. To do that. But that's the Macmillan comp- campaign. Have you not seen that? What's that then? So what they're saying is, so normally the Mac, this is all part of the Macmillan campaign, the whole um, Stoptober thing and stuff. And it's, um, they've been, they have effectively said, yeah, for us to sort of say to you all, stop drinking <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> so they've kind of done a, 
we'll do a bit of a maybe stop for a week or a fortnight or a you know and effectively what they're saying is just stop a little bit and uh, the money that you've saved effectively chuck our way that you know yeah um yeah so they're they're even realizing that yeah it's probably a bit of a stretch for um you know at the moment for some people to sort of say to take away their uh <laughs> their one vice for, for one of a better yeah. word to, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know yeah. Yeah, just keeping it's... them going right whether that's a good thing or a bad thing and whether they should whether alcohol is should be the thing that keeps us going but well that's, that's a, done so far um, <laughs> I was say, that's, a, that's a debate for another uh <laughs> yeah yeah another time another time um no, so, it's a good, yeah. point. It's a good um, point so kind of moving on um just one thing i wanted to give a mention is beer school so yeah i've gone back to school um yeah. i wouldn't say i'm top of the class um <laughs> but um no um so, i i'm doing an online course studying for uh the cicerone uh, level one beer server uh qualification um which is hosted online by uh natalia watson um, um most people listening will have probably seen her around online or heard her on other podcasts uh and her website beer with nat um and basically it is an online zoom lesson every thursday over a period of three months i think it is um current course is fully booked um there's about 40 of us every thursday on this um but she is running the course again in january 2021 uh it's 25 pounds a month and basically you don't have to take the exam but the official Cicerone exam is $69, which is about 53 quid or something. Um, uh, but obviously you don't have to take that, but that's an online exam. So basically what it's doing is giving you the knowledge in order to take that, which is level one of Cicerone. There's four levels to it. Um, I can't remember the individual titles. I know that the, the toppermost one is um, Master Cicerone, I think of which I think there's only about 19 in the world or something. It's like super difficult uh, to, to kind of do that. Um, but basically I kind of felt it'd be interesting to kind of like get onto this course and kind of learn the syllabus in, in order to, I haven't fully decided whether I'm going to take the exam or not yet. I may well do. Um, Cause it's just a kind of interesting thing to kind of, to, to sort of learn stuff rather than just by what you read on Twitter or listen to on a podcast to actually do it in a more structured kind of way. So um, I'll put a link in the show notes in case anybody else is interested in signing up for the, uh, the January 2021 sessions. Um, but it's, it's, it's a really good thing. You know, we, we kind of have a little bit of a chat after the sort of teaching part of it. And there's a, there's a little forum set up for people to kind of, uh, you know, So how, how did you, how did you find it with, in terms of like your current sort of knowledge of, of, of beer? And I mean, was, was it sort of easy to kind of understand and get into? Yeah, I, I think so. I think I probably kind of know about 30 to 40 maybe even a bit more than 40% of what's being talked about. Um, but the trouble with picking stuff up, like I've done, like we've all done over the last few years is like just from listening to podcasts or watching some YouTube stuff or whatever. Um, this is kind of almost like connecting the dots of, Oh, so that's why this is this or stuff like that. And so it, it is quite nice to have it more structured and work through different, um, beer styles, um, you know stuff like that so that's what we're on to at the moment different beer styles so uh she'll suggest oh this week we're covering like british styles so you know we had a, an english bitter and an irish dry stout for example amongst other things to try this week and just kind of looking at all the it's to do with the bjcp uh, style guidelines as well of of what each style should characteristics of, of each beer should be Actually, got so, so, I'm so looking you, at a flavor wheel on uh, on Simon's pegboard now as well for. Uh, that's right. Yeah, so. we, I printed out the flavor wheel. That was, uh, <laughs> so was, you've you've not referenced any of that though when we've been tasting the beers today. And that's right. So I'm not really learning at all there, am I? <laughs> um, yeah. Hang on. Let me reference the flavor wheel on this. Beer. D D minus. <laughs> yeah. Fruity. Tropi- I'll just say everything under fruity. Dried fruit, berry. Oh no, those are dark beers. So I'm saying for this particular beer, probably stone fruit, tropical citrus. Um, but yeah, the flavor wheel type concept has been around a long time. I've seen it in books and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. in the past. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing to, to be kind of doing this in a more structured kind of way. 
um, and it's it's good fun and something to look forward to every Thursday. So I'd recommend it definitely. So uh, cool. as I say, I'll put the links in the, uh, the show notes and uh, sounds uh, good. People can look it up. Um, right, let's go back to this beer. Let's go back to this beer. I've been talking too much. I haven't had that much of it actually. <laughs> what are we Where thinking? I I yeah, I really like this one. This is this is definitely more on my street. Oh, it is damn good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is one of those. Oh, oh yeah. This you know, sometimes quite sometimes I'm quite happy that we share cans and then every now and then I'm like, Oh, why haven't I got this all to myself? You, you wanted all of this. You yeah. wanted the whole can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous of Charles has <laughs> got the whole can. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh it's just, yeah. The, yeah. It's really soft and yeah, very juicy. Yeah, and the nose is it's just all the pineapple and it's just, yeah. But then, oh, a lovely, a lovely sick mouthfeel. It well. is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but going back to what we were sort of saying of these beers, a little bit of a premium price point and it's the kind of beer you'd have once in a while. But then when you go, actually, this is damn good. You know, I'd like to drink this like, you know, once every few weeks, but you're not going to be able to because it's so, so damn hard to find. So no. that's the downside of it. But... Um, yeah, I think I think as you said, you have to factor in. You know, it's a treat to have these sort of beers available, and you know what? Yeah, you have to pay a little bit more, but you you understand that the you know the process of getting hold of these beers and and where it comes from and and how it's sort of transported. It's going to cost more. It's, yeah. Uh, but when it well, like you said, when it's this good and this fresh, you know, you've got to enjoy it. No, that's it. I mean, this isn't like um, there's been cases in the past really where people have imported by basically just buying them in New York and bringing a suitcase back of them and then selling them on to somewhere else. And you're seeing them at 15 quid a can or whatever, you know, it's not that in this case, you know, I think they're like you say, considering they've been cold chain, you know, this, you know, you're not cold chaining it if you're bringing it over in a suitcase, are you? Um, <laughs> and so these have been treated right. And they, they've, they're, they're super fresh. So, you know, I think, yeah. If you look at the most expensive UK beers now, you're seeing some stuff is like seven pounds for seven eight seven, eight pounds, yeah. yeah. And Whereas and these, these were what, ten ish? Some were nine fifty, some were ten. Um, you know, the premium you're paying is is not a great deal more. It's not much more, no. Um it, it, it's worth it's worth it's worth upgrading, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just, well, just to, it definitely is with this one. Yeah. I think that's the only thing is though, that like, you know, you, you pay big money for these and if you haven't had it before, um, you pick one up and you just go, yeah, it's not quite for me. There's nothing wrong with it, but it just doesn't tick your personal palate. Mm. And you're like, oh, I paid all that for that. And it wasn't, I wouldn't say it wasn't that yeah, good. Yeah, no. It's not. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. What you s- Sorry, Vicky. No, no, you Sorry. carry on. No, just saying it's, it's, kind of sometimes you, you kind of see a price tag and you go, do you know what? There's a bit of pressure there. Like I've got to kind of try to like it, even though it mm. might not necessarily be as good as the price tag would warrant, but uh, actually this does more than live up to it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so re- regarding other halves, other kind of beers, they do dark beers as well. Have you had any of their, their stouts and uh, porters or that kind of I stuff? did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so friends and family, well, the last kind of festival I went to, uh, sort of pre-COVID, you know, COVID and uh, they had some stouts on. So they had a Bananiversary, which was a anniversary, fifth, I think it was a fifth anniversary stout, uh, fifth or sixth anniversary stout with banana uh, and, and cacao nibs. And it was absolutely stunning. It was literally chocolate banana. Um, so yeah, this, the stouts are great as well. Um, I know Cloudwater had... Uh, banana one for sale didn't they they did and i just kind of missed out on that i mean it was expensive but it was a 750 bottle i think it was a it was a big bottle yeah it was a bit bigger bottle but it was tw- you know 20 pounds and i think other half was selling them on their kind of sort of platforms for about 17 dollars so it, mm. it's not that bad really uh actually it's very i think it's very good really Cloudwater, more than fair kind of yeah, with what, yeah, what yeah. Their, their pricing really so yeah um yeah no i'd like to try some of their dark beers actually uh that does sound uh very very tempting um so i mean who knows maybe maybe this stuff will be coming over a little bit more often now if if there's a well yeah a i mean um place. i mean track i think i mentioned sort of before the, the episode i think like track had had, had a, a drop recently with with some west coast breweries like green cheek and 
uh, Vitamir, uh, Humble C, I think. Um, so yeah, the, you know, there's, there's, it's possible. They're proving, you know, the breweries in the UK are proving that it's possible to get stuff over fresh and not ridiculously expensive. So mm. yeah, I think if they work together as a, a sort of collaboration on this, which sounds like this is obviously what happened this time with Cloudwater kind of uh, facilitated it all, and then other bottle shops and stuff um, kind of like you know, had their allocation from that big pallet or however many pallets of beer that came over. Um, you know, it's, it's stuff that can happen again. I mean, you mentioned green cheek there. I'd love to try some more green cheek stuff because um, They're I can't fantastic. remember whether it was after Indie Man or some other time we were in Manchester, but Cloudwater, yes, Cloudwater had some sort of takeover, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah was, they did. that was Indie Man. Right, right, yeah. yeah. And I had some green cheek kind of West Coast. Two like years ago? Was that two years no, ago? No, I think that was, was last year's. Was it last year? Yeah. yeah. Time flies. Feels like a decade ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah doesn't it just? Um, but yeah, the Green Cheek um, West Coast IPAs were just fantastic. They were so good, weren't they? They were brilliant. Yeah, really, really good. Um, so, you know, if more of that stuff can come over, I, I, it's one of those, like you say, it's kind of a treat thing that like, you know, every few months you go, yeah, I'll push the boat out and, and get some of this stuff in because definitely uh, it's it's worth it as, as a special treat, isn't it? Um, but like yeah, you say, if it is that, if it just takes one person, say like Cloudwater, to do the initial right, okay, yeah, we'll pay this brewery to air freight it over. But then they've got a for for one of a better word, they are then are a local UK distributor, and they've got lots of known trusted bottle shops up and down the country that they can, or other tap rooms or whatever mm. that they can then sell to. Um, yeah then yeah why why would you not make so maybe yeah and maybe it's, yeah, I mean, um, does it I mean, work the other way around has you know have um cloud water shipped a load of um uk beers over to um other half for them to sell at their tap room to be honest probably not so much mm. in, in honesty because you haven't got quite got the distro distribution mm. deal that we've got over here have they well they've got the three tier system it, over there which might it's, diff, of, it's very different yeah, yeah yeah um so maybe it doesn't kind of work that way i don't really know what the american perspective is on uk beer of similar style actually um i would imagine you know the the, the verdants and stuff uh, uh there's going to be some people over there interested in tasting what uk beer is like from Dea and verdant and and stuff like that but, it, but it's not really a, it's not really a priority, I guess. When when you know that they've got access to stuff that, that you know that's you know leading the way, I guess in a way. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I, it's been an interesting kind of thing, really, to jump on the, on the hype train, first class, as I said, yeah. um, and, and yeah. to yeah. sample tickets. Have tickets you got your tickets with you? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah hold on let me uh... yeah let me just get my webinar. yeah reduces yeah. the price of it uh, our out of date rail card and uh, yeah. yeah but um because we're not using so. well you yeah your student your student your student no, one. we're two together which means you have to share the cans um but yeah so it's it's been um it's been an interesting one trying these beers really really good yeah um so before we just wrap up, I just want to also very, very um, self-indulgent, I know, but uh, quick plug, uh, I have started a, a Mixcloud show now called Pink Noise, where I'm playing Ooh. some records and I'm talking about them. Uh, so I'll put a link nice. in the show notes in case anybody's interested in hearing a mixture of progressive rock. Are you are you taking on Rob, our, our yeah. mate Rob? Um well, I don't think I don't think our mate Rob, who who was on our last episode, has has pioneered the, the the whole DJ thing. But his his show has kind of uh, taken off a little bit, and uh, his show it's got, is, a, it's, uh, got a, fact, it's got a it's got a loyal following, Simon. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll put a, do you know what? I'm going to put him <laughs> his show in as well. In fact, if we didn't do it last time, I'm not sure we probably did because we talked to him about it. But um, no, Mixcloud is is an interesting platform in as much as. Previously, if you ever wanted to put copyrighted music on anything you produced yourself, obviously it would just get pulled down because of the copyright thing. But Mixcloud have got a deal with labels and publishers and stuff like that. So the music that you put on there is actually okay to put on and the artists actually get some form of royalty from from the stuff that's streamed via Mixcloud. So it's it's a kind of it's not a backdoor kind of thing. It's not underhand or anything like that. So anybody can pretty much put their own 
kind of radio show together. So anyway, enough enough self indulgence on that. I'll put a link in the show notes. <laughs> and um, yeah. So right. Thanks everybody for listening again. This was our thirtieth episode. Um, thanks for anyone that's listened from the start, sticking with us, um, and thanks. hopefully uh, we'll be here in another thirty episodes time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks again for listening. Um, please remember to subscribe so that you'll always get new episodes and uh, leave a review. Really, really important to leave a review because it helps us climb the podcast hit parade. We're probably outside the top 75 at the moment. Well, we almost certainly are. Um, we're outside the top 750 probably, <laughs> but, um, but you know, it's, yeah, don't worry. Yeah. 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 We but, enjoy uh, doing it. Yeah, we care. exactly. So yeah, we're on it's all it's the it's social it. media channels, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, even email. And, um, yeah, I think we'll get on now with finishing the rest of this amazing beer. So yeah, time. we'll catch you next time, people. And uh, yeah. cheers. 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 Cheers, everybody. Yay. Cheers.